Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to a Feedback Friday edition of Mackie and Judd. Daily Minnesota sports entertainment, speculation, therapy, whatever you need from us. We appreciate uh, all of you who have made Purple Daily the seventh ranked podcast on Apple's National Football Podcast rankings this Friday. It's kind of cool. We had Judd waving the flag over on Purple Daily for that. that. Uh Go check that out. We have two daily shows. That's right. So I got a bunch of Vikings feedback here. You can always hit us up through the Score North app. For Feedback Friday, you can send us messages, comments, concerns, critiques. We got a couple kind of fun off-the-beaten-path ones we'll get to here today. But, gentlemen, let's start with uh, Joe Chester here. He says, I certainly get the Viking strategy from a financial standpoint, creating some cap space for 2024 and beyond with a lot of their moves and doing some version of a rebuild. However, at least in 2023, they look more like the twins financially with their decision-making, finding bargains with injured or underperforming players and hoping you hit on them. Is that a fair comparison? That the Vikings are now the, well, at least for this period, they're the Minnesota twins shop, you know, shopping in the used DVD bin? Here's why I would say it's, that's not necessarily an apples to apples or fair comparison. Because I, I get the point completely. Like the point makes sense, but there's a couple things to keep in mind here. You are clearing cap space, but you've been up against the cap and you've been up against the cap for a long while. And so you are hoping to get out of this cap purgatory here. So you're looking for bargains, but you're also not signing veterans who are at the end of, of their careers, i.e. a Rich Hill or a Homer Bailey. You're signing mid-20s guys who have had injury problems to short-term contracts, but have the ability potentially in your mind to rebound. And if they rebound, they're going to give you uh, far more than what they're being paid. So I think where this is very different is the Twins don't have a salary cap to sort of work around and deal with. And so their moves are completely independent of, of actual real concerns about what the league says they can and can't do. This is not that. And so I get the comparison, but no, I think this is all part of a strategic way of trying to build back up a bit. And when you look at the guys that they've signed, like if they work out, great. But if they don't, it's short-term contracts too. Yeah, I would, in terms of apples to apples or apples to oranges or, why, why is it always apples to oranges, by the yeah. way? It could be apples to like pears. Pears, I was going to say that. What about like the plum? Peaches. Banana. How, you know, how... How about apples a banana? Are the best. A bananas are the best. to banana. Well, that's not. It's not necessarily true. You're saying apples are the best fruit. Yeah. 
I like apples, but they're apples not necessarily. The that's why I you don't... start with apples. You always say apples well, first. Then that should change. I don't necessarily agree with that across the board. I think board. grapefruit is actually the best fruit. Ooh, low key. I do mess with some grapefruit. I do love me some a little sugar oh, on well, top. Hold on, on a second, half. you guys. Really good. Pro let's tip. just start. Let's start the most important place. Let's start with grapes. Those red grapes are my favorite. You know, the only thing about grapes is I love grapes, but I know that like if your dog accidentally eats yeah. grapes, you have a problem. Yep. Like Maya, ate, Maya ate a raisin the other night, and I was on Reddit Again? for an hour. Well, she ate. She ate a bowl what's, of raisin what's bran going on when at we your first house? got her. What is going on at your house? Do I to need to come over as doggy protection? Yeah. I got separation anxiety. <laughs> Phil's feeding his dogs raisin bran and grapes. Good God. No, she, she was, uh, well, when we first, so we've had her for, well, her gotcha day is next week. Her nice. her one year oh, gotcha day. Oh, my, oh that's cute. Oh my, I didn't Maggie. know. I didn't know her that. Yeah. So she, uh, it was like a, a few weeks into having her. And I don't know. We had some, I love raisin bran. And, oh, yeah. and we had a bowl of, Let's just say one of us had a bowl of raisin bran <laughs> sitting out, okay, just literally for thirty seconds while one of us went to go get a phone charger or something. And oh, in those thirty God. seconds, not only did she discover the bowl, but ate everything in it like a vacuum. Oh. And so at first it was like, I mean, how bad can it be, right? And then we start looking at raisins and toxicity, and so called the vet, and they said, Ah, uh, yeah, bring her in right now. Yeah, and they had to induce. But she had one raisin the other night. Even one raisin, I was on, I was on Reddit for an hour trying to figure out is this a problem. But it's been forty eight hours and she's been You're, fine. So. Okay, Stella hates fine. fruit. It's great. You're safe then. She hates fruit. Okay. She is so picky. Hmm. Dare I say she is a bitch? Wow, <laughs> Jeez, dude. Well, she's a dog. She's a girl dog. <laughs> Quite literally. Uh, so okay, uh, apples to oranges. So. No matter no matter what, whether you love or hate the Vikings free agent signings, whether you think that the blocking tight end was a bargain bin guy or not, the Vikings are going to spend two hundred twenty million dollars on their two thousand twenty three football team because that's what the the NFL salary cap you have to spend. I think don't you have to spend above the ninety percent floor? You have to right. Put, yes, there's a floor and a ceiling, so you're correct. So like, and it's a very tight window. So every team has to spend. So the Chicago Bears are going to wind up overpaying for players that don't deserve because they have to fill like 50 after all their moves. They still have like $50 million in cap space. Yep. So the Vikings are going to spend the same amount of money as every other team, the New York teams and everyone based, based on the way the NFL's salary structure is set up. The twins opening day payroll right now is $137 million, which is $170 million less than the Mets. It's $130 million less than the Yankees, the Phillies, the Padres, the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, the Angels all have $200 million payroll. So um, that's why it's not because when the Twins do bargain bin signings, it is literally to keep the cost down on their players. Mm-hmm. When the Vikings do it, it's to it's because they don't have enough space within the 220 to go get like, you know, a better player, I guess, right. if that explains it. But, um, you know, I, I personally, I think I don't think you're going to nail it every time. And I think you have to be careful, like being obsessed with this strategy. But Quasi's idea of finding stocks that were once first round high, highly touted stocks. They're not that old yet. They're 25 years old or younger and placing bets on those. If you took, you know, what are the bets he's placed now? Blacklock, Rager, Davenport, um, Byron Murphy was a second round pick. The free agent they signed. Right, and there's probably and T.J. Hawkinson, although he, his stock didn't really drop, he was he was 
I don't think he's ever lived up quite to a top 10 overall pick, but Kwesi's placed about six or seven of these bets on guys that were first or second round picks and they're young. Mm-hmm. If three or four of them hit, boom, great strategy. It's definitely not trying to be cheap. Yeah, it's str- like it's got nothing strategic. to do with being cheap. You know, as someone who has recently started an investment account, I would love to ask Kwesi, like, how does he view like bonds and stocks and like, how does that equate to certain players or draft picks? You know, because like bonds are obviously safer, right? Like they offer you know, more secure returns. They don't, Kirk, they're not Kirk Cousins elevate. is a bond. He's a yeah. very expensive bond. But, what, but you know exactly what you're going to get uh, from Kirk Cousins. But in those like emerging marketing stocks, the stocks that not everyone has, like how much how much of your portfolio do you want to invest into that? And, then, and is it going to exceed your expectation? What's the volatility no, not risk? necessarily. I would love to know all these questions, Bob. Well, Marcus Davenport is like, Marcus Davenport's like, like crypto. He's like uh, Ethereum or something. Yeah, you know, and it, it, oh, if you get lucky, boom, you could all of a sudden now, you know, he uh, he's the next currency or something, right? But he could also just burn a hole in your pocket, and you go on to find something else to uh, to invest in crypto. All right, Steve Graff says, "Hello, I listen to pretty much every episode you all put out. Thank you, Steve. Great content, even when opinions may differ on what's being thrown out. One note on the comments I've heard thrown out many times lately is how much money the Vikings have in cap space." for 2024, but never with a very important clarification. The roster is only about half full for 2024. They need to still add around 25 players. It fluctuates by the day. Likely still have the cap flexibility to make big splashes, but it's worth noting so viewers know that 20 to 30 million or more may go to depth spots alone. And that's a valid point. Mm-hmm. Um, although, in, let's see, in 2024, I'm just looking at this right now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think they might have more than you think. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Nick Mullins. Carry the two. 18, well, and guys can be cut off that list as well. To yeah. Well, they have about room. 30 players under under contract, so they do need 20. And by the so, way, it's a, it's top 51 players on the roster count to the salary cap, just right. so people know. So the, the way to think about this as well, though, is that – just because you're going to have or potentially have an influx of cap space, it doesn't mean that like you're getting star players left and right. Like we're literally talking about the Vikings should have the ability at the rate things are going to make um, a few splash signings next March, mm-hmm. which this year they really didn't. So like it's been a while, but you know, go back to um, Childress's first year and you sign Longwell and Chester Taylor and Hutchinson to the big contract. That was the type of year where you've got enough cap space to operate. Yeah. Um, and Jefferson's contract, yes, Jefferson's contract is going to take a big chunk out of things eventually here, but that's not going to kick in in full until 2025. So, yeah, the, the accounting of this whole thing is confusing as hell, but I think the simplest way to put it is next March, the Vikings should have the ability to make a few splash signings, which will make free agency even more fun. So right, yeah, right now before accounting for like Zadarius coming off the books and Dalvin coming off the books, the Vikings next season for 2024 are right in the middle of the pack with about 50. So it's 75 million in cap space, but it's 58 million in effective cap space, which accounts for filling your roster with either rookies or league minimum guys up to 51 spots. So, and that number, by the way, by the way, I think just for fun here, because you know, and and by the time people listen to this, my guess is there's decisions made on 
both uh, Dalvin and Zadarius. But if you were to cut, let's say you cut both those guys, you would now be up to, so you'd go from, this is crazy, you'd go from $75 million in cap space, you cut those two guys, $112 million in cap space. By saying goodbye to those. Now, of course, you'd be without both those guys, but how hard is it to replace at this point an aging Dalvin Cook? Right. And an aging Zedaria Smith, right? So, all right, a lot of nuts and bolts there. Uh, Let's see here. Dan Orlovsky uh, tweeted earlier this week, and this generated some buzz on the internet. The question is, how many times do you use a towel post-shower until you throw it in the laundry? I use a towel 30 times or so until it goes in the laundry. What's the number for you guys? My fiance, thankfully, five seconds ago, just left the front door to go walk the dog so she can't hear what I used to live like before she met me. Uh-oh. Or did, um, she, did she fake you out? She's sitting uh, around yeah, the right. corner. Yeah, right. She's actually right I'm waiting, I'm waiting for a knock on the door. So I'll be honest. In my freewheeling bachelor days, I definitely went 30-plus times without washing that towel. Mm-hmm. Easily. Uh, now, in my defense, I didn't have any unit laundry which is a huge thing to have. And I love having unit laundry. But nowadays, now that I'm taken care of, now that we have in unit laundry, those towels are being washed. You don't do your own laundry now that you're in a relationship? She she won't let me. She won't let me do my laundry. I actually enjoy doing laundry. I do enjoy it if it's available to me. I'm not going to go up the stairs or I'm not. I've tried. I've I've done it twice in the nine months we lived here. We're not redoing this apartment. But I've 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 tried, and both times she gets that's mad at break, me. That's shocking, breaking news right there. Yeah, that you won't be back in your apartment. Yeah, um, but wow, but okay. uh, but uh, we probably wash those. We she probably washes those. I would say at least once a week, easily. Yeah, Either. I would say I'm. I was much much guiltier as a bachelor Easy. ten I plus years ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Thirty still seems like man. I mean, that's a long. Because 30, well, I, I guess I interpret it as at least 30 days, right? Unless he's, no, if he if he showers twice a day or right, something, he might work, it's, it's two weeks. He, he works yeah. out. He's definitely, a, he's definitely a twice a shower day guy. Or yeah, I agree. Easily. Yep, because he probably, okay. get, yeah, because he works out for sure during the day and then showers, and he probably showers in the morning or something. I'm with you there. But he might shower at a gym or something, you know, and then. That's true. I, I would worry, though, if, it's, if you're leaving Good your point. towel out there for more than more than two or three weeks. What about sheets? I'm I've been uh, guilty of this in, in the I'm past bad, too, but you, I'm bad. I'm bad at sheets. That's that's what can get you, man. Then you get the, yeah, you get the, the scabies or whatever they call them, right? I haven't had yeah. those yet, but well, your skin starts to shed. Yeah, your skin starts to shed. The the, the, the it it's an all it's an all day thing though. Like like washing bedding. Yeah, not just sheets, it's like such a bedding. Pain. And, and then, then you got to put it on. And, and how many times? Like when you help. put the, the what's the elastic one called? Like the, the one that goes sheet, like the, the down sheet. Right. Okay. I would say I bat like fifteen percent on getting that right the first Ooh, time. I I'm always I always guess wrong on which side is supposed well, to go. Oh, that's a tough one too. The problem, the problem with sheets too is it's not washing them; it's what you just said, putting them back on. And there is nothing better to start a brawl in in your house because 
you need help. At least I do. Like trying to put the sheet on by yourself because you got to be running back and forth is damn near impossible. So it has to be you and the wife or girlfriend. And there is no better way mm-hmm. to start a fight because the the impatience between over the two sheets, of you, over sheets, oh, but, huh? to put them back on, if yeah, that's your, vice, like, that's your problem. I think you guys are doing pretty good. It's like you know, get no, do this, this, no, do that, or I'll put it on wrong, and then I get chastised, and it just it all it all goes to hell. Yeah, I, I can't decide if a, a fight over sheets means that like wow, you like, that, that's all that you well, have. It's not or... a fight. It's 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 uh, at, at our point, which is going to be thirty years next month. It's the quibbling. So it's not like a fight. Fight's too strong. No, yeah. It's, the, qui- it's the quibbling, it's right? Quibbling. No, yeah. that's not the way to do it. No, no but come on. Let's just let's just get this done. And by the end, I'm just like, just let my dead skin lie on, on this. <laughs> oh, I'll get in bed. No. I'll get no. in bed. I would say I, had a, I have a full bed, and it's even in this guest room right here next to me recording. And now we have a king, which, by the way, is like one of the greatest investments I have ever made in my entire life is a king Look at Declan. bed. What a, Declan turns 30, and he becomes an adult. He starts yeah. an investment account and gets yep. a king-sized bed. bed. And starts and starts having his towels washed more yeah. than twice a year. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of strides. Shocking, you know. Some people went down during COVID. I, whatever reason, peaked. I, I, I saw this is the lowest point for everyone in the world. So how can Declan rise up from the ashes and and and? Oh yeah, you got else? you got to find the good man. Yeah. So so the thing with with towels, as far as I'm concerned, though, is it's much like baseball. It's very situational. So like, I don't have a rule about t- towels. I probably wash, I probably do a load of laundry three times a week now. And but by the way, I'm I'm in charge. I've taken charge of dishes, laundry. But you know, towels is it's like, okay, let's just say that that you're down to you jump in the shower and you you have a towel in your bathroom. It's been there a while, but you really didn't think about this until you jumped in the shower. Oh, I've been here. And let's say the towel's been used quite a bit. Yep. You're not going to, I'm not going to at least get out of the shower, dripping wet, go to the closet, get, a, so I'm going to use the old towel. So let's say it's been used 15 times. It's getting used a 16th time. But that being <laughs> said, I don't do it on purpose. And I am mindful of the stuff that, you know, drying off takes a lot of work and there's a lot of different places to dry. So I'm very mindful of that as I do my laundry. Also, as someone who lived in the house of upwards of six dudes at one point in, in college, which I know oh. there's probably a bunch of college guys that listen to this podcast and consume our stuff, a lot of hang up your towels. Don't put mm. a wet towel on the floor, dude. Hang, it's very easy. Hang it over the shower like curtain. Hang Don't it over the savage. railing. Don't it's, be a savage. That yeah. Dry it off. Disgusting. That get is, it dried that, off. That part's yeah. gross. If you're not going to wash it a lot, Declan's all right. right, that's disgusting. But at least hang up the towel and the floor mat. Put the floor mat over the tub. It's very easy. It's not hard to do that either. Mm. Jim Zimmerman chimes in here and says, I haven't heard any mention of uh, outside linebacker edge rusher Kenny Willekes so far. He came back to the Vikings yeah. on Purple Daily. Do you, uh, To use Judd's favorite word, I think he could be very intriguing in Brian Flores' 3-4 defense. What say you? Keep up the good work, Jim Zimmerman. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Willikis was, we don't really know anything about him. Willikis, wasn't he a practice squad guy for a, a little while? He was a seventh-round pick by the Vikings in 2020. He played zero snaps last year. Might have been banged up a little bit. Uh, he played 200 snaps in 2021. We just don't know a lot about him yet. Michigan State, 6'4", 260. Uh, he is only 25 years old, but yeah, like he's... He exists on the roster, and they liked him enough to bring him back, and he fits the age window. So, the the offseason program, as far as the practices go and training camp, 
are going to be very intriguing to see who flashes. Because Florida's is going to give guys chances. They have to. So, yes, I I don't know exactly who, but somebody or a group of players are going to get opportunities that they probably didn't. And if if they can embrace them, i.e. a Patrick Jones, I'm not going to be surprised at all if at some point in time uh, in you know October or November of next season on Purple Daily, we are talking about you know at least a couple of defensive players who we have not talked a lot about previously, but have been on the roster. Yeah, I think I I would say this about guys like Willikus. You need guys like him on the team. He might need to fill in at some point. I I would be shocked if a seventh round. A seventh round pick from three years ago going into his fourth year, who's only played a couple hundred snaps outside of special teams. Like I would be shocked if all of a sudden he was a key figure in your defense. Yep. But yeah, you need you need depth guys. You need you need human beings to fill out a fifty three man roster who can do something. So that's kind of what uh, Kenny Willicus is. Uh DJ K squared. From the Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet chimes in here. If you want to apply for the Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet, go to scorenorth.com slash cabinet. That's scorenorth.com slash cabinet. Um, the Scornorth Merchandise Store, where you can get your Purple Daily Before I Die hoodies and Before I Die t-shirts. That will be scorenorth.com slash shop. scorenorth.com slash shop. DJK Squared from the Leadership Cabinet says, Love the show and the amazing content. I was thinking... We should keep a fun spreadsheet of Judd's fantastic hashtag sayings. And uh, when there's a lull in the football action, which is hardly ever, create a poll for the audience's favorites and rank them. I've learned so much this offseason. Look forward to much more. Well, the latest one was uh, Brian Flores is going to do stuff. He's going to do stuff. Do stuff. Hashtag do a lot of stuff. Do stuff. What's that meme where it's like the... The guy poking something with a stick. Saying, oh, that weird-looking guy, yeah. Do stuff. Do, stuff. do something. Do stuff. do stuff. Yes, Brian Flores is going to do a lot of stuff. We should uh, We should make a list of that at some point. You know, you can uh, You can do stuff like get your knives sharpened at MyDollKnives.com, where uh, the folks at Vivrant do stuff. They'll send you a safe and professional mail kit, and you can send your dull, boring knives on a little vacation to Josh, Knife Paradise. Right. In fact, I'm stopping over there today. At the store in Wyzetta to, uh, to, to, I've, I've yet to stop into the actual, uh, shop, which you can if you want to, but mydollknives.com. They'll send you a professional mail kit that's safe. You won't stab the mailman. Don't have to worry about that. And Vivrant will sharpen your knives and mail them back to you all within just a few days. And they'll send you replacement knives if you want to as well. This has, uh, this has definitely heightened our game in the kitchen. The last couple of weeks, old Macadac's been making some, uh, High-end sandwiches, turkey pesto sandwiches oh, and different things. Oh, nice. And man, cutting into those tomatoes now. Yeah. Full confidence. Be I'm careful, not though. Just squish the tomato and Be squirt. careful. Be careful with those knives. I know. i got to get my fat thumbs out of the way now that yeah, I you do. have actually sharpened knives. MyDullKnives.com to avoid, to avoid the embarrassment of uh, being a, a person with dull knives. MyDullKnives.com. Sharp knives are great, though. Like, if you're cutting stuff, it's so satisfying when it just cuts pure. It is. Yeah, that sounds a little serial killer-like, actually. I'm talking about food. The way you just said it. but When it cuts pure, when so it's like, bang, pure. and then it's done, that's great. No. When it pierces. When it is a knife, what am I supposed to say? When it pierces. When, you know, when, when, when it, it pierces, pierces that orange skin. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about humans. I'm talking about cutting things. Oh, man. It's a great feeling of satisfaction. Real chefs, sous chefs throughout the country. You know what? Uh, 
they love good, they, they love a good knife. Yeah, oh my god! Sharp. And for bookkeeping their decks, uh, my guy Kyle Flagrant Howls Kyle has been in Hawaii all week, yeah, and so uh, looks amazing. Wanted to throw Vivrant a little extra love here on Mackie and Judd. Back to Hawaii. So what, Kyle said, "Yeah, so he's paying him for this freelance. <laughs> not, not not enough to be in Hawaii twice in three weeks, but." Um, he's amazing, and we're gonna be firing it back up next week. But his, he was saying his his dad just turned seventy, and they were yeah. golfing in I think Maui together. It's the first. His last name is Tiggy. It's the first Tiggy male to live to the age of seventy. He said, "Genetics, man, that's wild. Good for him. That's awesome. Incredible." I said, "Well, Kyle, let the odds be with you. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Well, six sixty nine. I've told you, it's tough for men." It's a tough age for men. That's a that, that's a big one to get past. Sixty nine is tough for that's, men. Yeah, tough. Well, that's another Judd one we can put in the spreadsheet. Sixty nine is tough for men. You got to get over the hump. Oh man! All right, let's see here. Uh, Cody Anderson chimes in, says, "Hey guys, haven't written in for a while, but happy to say I'm back to listening daily after a hiatus. I was at the playoff game versus the Giants and was sick to my stomach about the team and couldn't get myself to listen to Vikings content for a while." Oh, man, that's too bad, but welcome back. Uh, I want to pose a scenario, and I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts. Let's say we let Kirk play out the contract, let him walk next year. I also don't think if that happens, we're going to have the ammo, well, before then even, we're not going to have the ammo to move up to get a worthwhile quarterback in this year's draft. Looks like those guys are all going to go in the top six or seven picks, right? And so if Kirk comes back, that puts us in a spot where we just have Kirk we don't have a guy behind him. There's no second-year guy that would take over after Kirk uh, is done. And I think with the additions we've made on defense, we have a good chance to be a 10-win team again this year, which puts us drafting in the late teens, early 20s again in 2024. Um, with this scenario, do you think we would draft a quarterback still in 2024? How would that work, basically? I mean, he's painted the likely scenario, right, which is... Yes. They're not going to trade up to six or whatever it would take to get a quarterback this year. Yes. But they're still going to be good enough to not be a top 10 drafting team next year, which is kind of the story of the Vikings, I guess. Well, keep in mind, we only know a portion of the plan. Like you, you can deduct the plan and you can, from what he just wrote and he's right, you can sort of start to figure out where things are trending. But the ultimate answer, I mean, I think that there's alternatives here. One is... Kirk sticks around. You might not want to hear it, but that's going to get that 2024 massive cap hit down if he plays well. Like I wouldn't dismiss I wouldn't dismiss that this is it. It appears so at this point in time, but there is still an option assuming Kirk is not traded, which I don't think he will be, for Kirk to be the quarterback beyond 2023. That's option 1. Mm-hmm. Um option 2 is a guy like Trey Lance who they could trade for. Like, like we don't know for sure that they wouldn't. We don't know that that's a – so that there are there are quarterbacks around the league who are young and developing but not yet or, – or not beginning their first contract who are options. Option three is a bridge guy. And a bridge guy might not be great, but guess what? That means you do get a high draft pick. Yeah. And option four is a massive trade to go up. So I, I think the Vikings have laid out potential scenarios – but I don't even think that they have a like definitive, this is what we're doing yet. You know, okay, you mentioned that it, it is possible that they get, I, I think a Kirk extension before the season is unlikely at this point because they just, 
they just right. redid the structure of his deal. So he has, inter- so he's going to get paid this year, thirty million in cash. The way the accounting works, considering previous money that they've kicked down the road, and his current money, his cap hit is twenty million for this year, but it's twenty eight point five for next year. If they were to do an extension, the cap penalty, if you will, would be added on top of the twenty eight point five. So no matter what, like an extension would just create a huge bubble of cap. However, you you got to put it somewhere. You can either. So just for fun, like let's say you were to do, you, you get into the season, you're like, oh, this is going pretty well. Yeah, we're, we're out. We're like five and two to start the season. Kirk's playing really well. We're not going to be drafting high enough to go get Caleb Williams or whoever. Uh, you know, May is the other quarterback, right? So if you were to do, let's say you were to do like another, like a two year deal or something to take him through age thirty six. Right. I'm totally making this up, and I'm just using the over-the-cap calculator. Let's say it was, so after 2023, let's say it was a two-year, what would it get? It would be at least Daniel Jones money, so at least two in two years, 80, right? Yep. yep. Should we just say two years, 80, just for the sake of this? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Two years, 80, and just to smooth it out, because you do have the four void years to play with here. Uh, let's say it was a $25 million signing bonus. And then it was a base salary. What would the bases be there? These uh, 55, so it'd be like 20, 22 point, let's call it 23 million base. I'm just, you guys will see where I'm going with this in a second here because I have a point that I'm going to prove. All right. You then would have, so your, okay, your, your bonus would be 25 million spread out. And then you'd have, and then you'd, so your cap hits would be, 30 about 40 million dollars for each of 2024 and 25 and then like 20 million in void when he's 39 and 40 years old mm-hmm. so no matter what like if you keep extending him yeah you're gonna pay it's like huge cat bubbles but it's not i wouldn't rule it out i wouldn't rule right. an extension out at this point when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Uh, John Hobbs on Twitter says, would enjoy hearing your opinion on this story that uh, came out last week. I don't know if you guys saw this. Jim Beheim's friend who owns a radio company oh, yeah. in Syracuse yep. fired a radio host in Syracuse on the, the big sports station in Syracuse for being too negative about Syracuse sports. And the quotes in this article from this guy, this guy like, Goes on the record, the station owner saying, yes, I'm friends with Jim Beheim, and yes, I'm a huge supporter. I think he's like a booster of Syracuse athletics. 
Sure. Um, and, you know, we feel like we are fair in our criticism, but this host was just way too negative and dark. He's like the Judd Zolgad of uh, Syracuse sports talk show hosts. Uh, what do you what did you think of that story? What do you think of what do you think of a host being too negative about a local team and getting and getting fired for it? Well, I think that the most important thing is this on the local radio scene here. No one's job in jeopardy. So the most important thing is Minneapolis and St. Paul is safe. <laughs> no one's going to get fired. No one's being too negative. No one's being too negative. Not Nobody's radio, in jeopardy no. on the radio. Um, Not on TV either. I don't I'd think. love to say it surprises me or like, I can't believe it, but I can totally believe it. It's 2023. And, and I, in a college town, where like that is the team. Um, sadly, I was not the least bit surprised by it at all. Not at all. Were I think you? it's it's no, I wasn't. I wasn't that surprised. By the way, Brent Axe, I believe, is the name of the host. Put some respect on his name. And I, and I believe he is a columnist at the paper as well. Sure. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Brent. Brent Axe. In fact, you got to hear some of these quotes. All right. This is from. The station manager, it's Galaxy Galaxy Radio president and CEO Ed Levine said he fired Axe because he believes the content of Axe's show had become too negative towards Syracuse sports. I had a problem with the content of the show, Levine said. I'm a Syracuse fan. I'm sorry, but I bleed orange. I'm not going to apologize for that. And I think a fair reading of the orange is appropriate. I understand we have a business relationship with Syracuse and that Coach Bayham and I are personal friends, and he's an investor in my company. But besides that... Other than those three I major am, conflicts of interest... I am a journalistic... I am Red Smith. I understand and acknowledge all of that. We've called it pretty fair, and I would argue we've been tough on Syracuse when the on-field or off-the-field uh, events warrant it. I just think over the past six months, it took a different tone and became overly dark and negative. I don't think that's what Syracuse fans want to hear. And then he kind of goes on oh, from there. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's kind of reflecting of the way that the leverage has shifted in sports media over the past 10 or 15 years in that organizations have their own platforms or have more influence because some of these third-party organizations are no longer like the place where you find discussion about the team. And so like take take local, like Minneapolis media, for instance. For years and years and years, if an athlete wanted something out there or an owner or a coach in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, they needed Sid Hartman and the Star Tribune's platform to get a quote out to the masses, right? If it's 1985 and the Vikings wanted something out to the public, yeah, TV or they weren't, they couldn't, you couldn't go on Vikings.com in 1985 or go to the Vikings Twitter account where they have millions of followers. You had to open the non-affiliated, third-party, objective, usually, although Sid never say, pretended Sid to never be objective. Ob- objective, yeah. Right. But, like the, but, the, but the paper, and then, and then they would balance out with a Patrick Royce or somebody who was more critical, right? But today, the Vikings don't need third-party media in their minds. I would argue that like the storytelling and some of the, the professional, like the Chip Scoggins of the world, can do the organizations a favor both with great profiles, but also by holding, I think sometimes just holding a, an organization accountable helps the organization, right? Because it, it keeps them from falling into a lull. I think sometimes the twins have fallen into a lull where 
Like, the coverage of the Twins is pretty soft over the past 15 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. So the more that we scale back on third-party objective, call it negative commentary or journalism, um, I think the more you're going to see that layer just kind of dissipate. And that this is a great example. Syracuse and the media company are in cahoots, very much so. They're, they're in financial cahoots. Yeah. And so, and I don't know, maybe Brent Axe was wrong or maybe he was too negative. I don't know. But Brent Axe brings, brings a perspective that Syracuse doesn't want people to hear, right? It's yeah. basically he's, he's, he's well, not if, state-run media, and so they got rid of him. That's and, if they've got, and if they've got the rights, like when you have the rights, you have to be careful. There's no question about it. Like yeah, you you're, can't you're just get on the rights. Yeah, yeah. You, you, if you get on there and flame the college or the pro team, the people that run your station are, are going to get phone calls. Yeah, I think it's, I guess, candidly for us, there was a time, so if if you want to take, like, the 13 years that I personally have been, so it's been four years with Score North, which we launched in 2019, and then it was nine years of 1500 ESPN all under the Hubbard Radio umbrella. And we essentially, you know, after nine years, we said, man, we got to find younger audiences. We got to find a new way to produce content, and we got to change the game here. So we did, but on the radio side, for the first two or three years that I was at 1500 ESPN and you joined a year in, so you've, you've been along for this whole ride, and Declan's for about half of it, having the Twins partnership was hugely helpful because at the time, AM radio was, I wouldn't say thriving in like 2010, but AM radio was still very much, you know, hundreds of thousands of listeners in a given week or a month. And if you had the Minnesota Twins baseball rights, there was a time in like 2009 where they would get, they'd have a million people in a week listening to Twins Baseball on 1500 ESPN oh, yeah. Radio. Absolutely. And um, and so having that partnership with the Twins brought all these listeners. It was a great marketing tool for the radio station. Could it maybe cause you to pull some punches on a microphone or in an article that maybe you wouldn't quite say the honest truth about something? I'd like to think, like, I think in our case, we were never told what to say or do. Right. But it probably made you think twice a couple times, you know. Well, and I think that that uh, to this story about Syracuse, colleges are far worse because we we had what men's basketball and women's basketball for some games and hockey as well. And I think that I I'm willing to guess that our bosses probably just as, as a guess here, I'm willing to guess they got far more calls from from the golfers. Well, Royce did Royce release a T-shirt at the state fair that was like yeah. not it was like not elite. It yeah, was kind yeah. of a clown on PJ got, Fleck. Pretty sure got, he was told to take those. Take it those got off yanked right off. But that's what I'm saying is colleges are worse. Yeah. So like this is this is sad, not surprising, but it's also not new that media entities have been in bed with you know teams or programs. Yeah. That goes back so, to the beginning of time. But like on one hand, for for us, for instance, we're kind of this like. So we at Hubbard Radio, we do have partnerships with, so St. Thomas and Minnesota United are two of our awesome sports partners. Um, we used to have the Twins partnership and the Gophers partnership way back in the day, 10 years ago. I think because we don't have an official Vikings or Wolves or Twins, like the teams that we talk the most about on these shows, especially Vikings, the Wild, it'll, the wild we feel like we're not going to have someone looking over our shoulder from the Vikings, you know, front office wondering why are you why are you saying that about the wilfs why are you saying that about so maybe maybe it gives us a little freedom and advantage that like other entities don't have but at the same time 
like Kfang on the radio side gets the advantage of every time they do something Vikings related content wise, they can tap the Vikings on the shoulder with millions of social media followers and like amplify what they're, it's a, it's an amazing marketing tool for them to grow their brand. Absolutely. So there's pros and cons to both. Like that radio station in Syracuse is probably not relevant if not for the Syracuse partnership. But on the flip side, a radio host can't tell the truth about Syracuse athletics well, because of the partnership. Right. And just in, in our case with the Vikings, I like to think that we have tapped into, and I, I think we have a very smart audience of Vikings fans that want the truth. And some, and some of them don't, and that's fine. Like if you just w- want to be told that this is all going great and that everything's great. And, and we have been very complimentary of what they've done this week. Mm-hmm. But, but the thing is, our audience knows that that's the truth. Cause if they, cause there have been times where we're like, what are they doing? Right. And, and you know, I'm sure that there is a certain pod of Vikings fans who are like, I never really want to hear the truth unless it's positive. Yeah. But, but our audience out there, which is fantastic has basically told us, no, we like how you do it because we want to share in what, what is the truth about how this team is going to eventually, hopefully someday before we all die, win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's great. Yep. So uh, we're kind of we're kind of media nerds like that. We like to have these conversations. It's super interesting. Yeah. So hopefully Brent Axe gets a gets a job somewhere. After well, he's got the columnist job. So station. my guess is he's he's sort of a a Roycey type there, and he probably likes to write more. So he's probably fine. Yeah. So all right, that's a wrap on Feedback Friday here. A little Vikings discussion. A little how often should you wash your towels discussion and a S- state situational. Of- Local media. Towel analytics, gentlemen. That's what <laughs> I deal in. Towel-itics. Towel-itics. <laughs> I deal in towel-itics. Me and Stella. And uh, for daily Vikings free agency fodder and discussion, uh, Purple Daily is your home from now. Well, it's every day, regardless of what time of year it is. But uh, we'll see you guys over there, our other daily show. Thanks for hanging out, Mackie and Jeb. We'll see you back on Monday.